Hi, Dustin. I know you're a very busy man, so I will do my best to stick to the point. Edit. Sticking to the point is subjective, I guess. 700 words to follow. A gentleman who I gave my business card to in an Uber last year reached out to me recently. He told me he had a situation with his condo he wanted to discuss with me. I was headed out the door at the time and I booked a call for a few days later. Had my conversation with him yesterday. Not even five minutes into the one-hour call, I realized he was not financeable. I still heard his story out and took a look at his paperwork. He's retired from the engineering industry and now drives Uber part-time. I would guess this man is nearly 80 years old, although I didn't ask specifically. It turns out that he purchased this condo at the peak of the market, spring of late spring of 2022, and this purchase was funded by a private first and second mortgage at a combined LTV of 90% term of six months. All right, some of you can already see how this is going off the rails. He claimed that the original down payment of 10% came from the life insurance policy of his wife, who had passed away around the same time. At the end, or towards the end of his six-month term, the private lender told him they didn't want to continue financing him, which he didn't really understand. He negotiated a stay, and they raised his payment to what he pays now, which is about $3,500 putting him in a negative cash flow position. They've been in contact with him again somewhat recently and asked for an $18,000 top-up. He told them this wasn't possible. The representative at the lending institution replied by saying his manager would be calling back in the coming days with another proposal or solution. I'm unsure what that call will look like, but what I do know is this. The man is elderly. His wife had recently passed away when this transaction took place, and he feels he was somewhat pushed into the transaction, as it sounds like he was told the market may keep running away with you sort of thing. I also know this is a retired individual driving an Uber part-time to make ends meet. He was put into a six-month term with a private lender. I have no idea what the exit strategy could have been. The price also seems overlay, overlay high even for that time in the market. There's a line in the mortgage commitment that says the loan may not exceed 90% LTV at any time. Well, depending on what you consider the value today, he's pretty darn close to 100% financing now or worse. If he sold and got roughly what the, the house, if he were to sell right now, he would be approximately $30,000 in the hole after real estate fees. So the man would have to write a $30,000 check to get rid of the property that he put 10% down on when he purchased it. He tried to contact people involved in the transaction and none of them will take his calls, not even the lawyer. My intention is not to waste your time, so I really hope I'm not doing that. You're not. It's tough to know what the right thing is sometimes. I've been given some advice from my mentor to more or less apologize and tell him that the lender may work out a payment plan for the shortfall from the sale, but essentially we can't help. I do understand we won't be able to do anything for him in the way of arranging financing, although I wonder what my duty is and what is the right thing. Is there malicious activity here that I should be reporting? And if so, to who? Side note, he has mentioned, uh, you know, we don't need to get into the side note. Um, you know what? We don't need the side note at all. How fast could this go to a power of sale situation, even though he can continue to make the payments? Well, I mean, if he's not making the payments or the lender refuses to accept the payments, it could go to a power of sale in as little as six months being in Ontario. Out here in BC, it could take years.
two to three years, uh, depending on how the game is played. Maybe a learning topic for something you do in the future, but definitely any advice you have right now, I will take. Thanks. All right. So I sent a very short, sweet email in the weekend. Now I got a little bit more of a, a response to unpack. Number one, nice work striking up a chat with your Uber driver. And nice work having a card ready to hand to him and making such a strong impression that he actually reached out to you. Kudos. Seriously. I mean, that's a sign of a quality broker and a quality human, somebody that's on point all the time. So two points there. Also, smart of you to hear him out. You never know where a thing that sounds like it can go nowhere or is going nowhere will actually go. This could be an hour well invested in some different ways, even just for the good karma points of hearing the man out who probably needed to be heard. Most of us need to be heard. We don't know what we don't know. All right, point three. We don't know what we don't know. So this said, how is any realtor, mortgage agent, mortgage bro broker, real estate lawyer advising a part-time Uber driving 80-year-old retiree that purchasing a condo with a private first and second to 90% LTV, which by definition cannot be refinanced over to the A side, let alone the B side even, or over to the B side, let alone the A side. How does this make any sense? How do we make sense of this? Well, we don't know what we don't know. Maybe there's more to this story. But over a term of six months, no less, I would be reaching out to the individual parties directly for their side of the story. And if they're unwilling to, to respond, I would make it clear that, well, the next call has to be to the Law Society, to the Real Estate Board, uh, to FISRA. It just does because something is wrong here. And without information coming from the parties who put this client into this situation, um, assisted this client with getting into this situation, uh, I don't see what options you have. And I mean, there is no renewal, right? No renewal being offered. The lender's basically calling it. And the lender, you know, it, like the, the, the picture being painted here is of a predatory lender. They're tiptoeing over that line. And um, they maybe need to have their books reviewed by FISRA as well. I mean, how was there no clear exit strategy? And again, we don't know what we don't know. I'm sure there's more to the story. But a 90% LTV six-month term, very few markets that's ever made sense in whatsoever. So my conclusion on this, this is an elderly client, recently widowed, who felt pushed into a purchase in a super hot market, just hitting its peak, literally. Uh, he's a retired Uber driver, part-time Uber driver trying to make ends meet, jacked into a six-month term with a private lender and a 90% LTV, now facing the loss of the down payment, plus he's got to come up with 30 grand just to get out of owning this property, which could be pushing him more towards bankruptcy. Considering the people involved in this transaction won't take his calls, including the lawyer, my inclination, it would be to report each and every one of them to the regulatory bodies. If I had a heart, this would strike one of my heartstrings too. Lawyers take on pro bono, free work, and sometimes we should too. This man sounds like he needs an advocate, and perhaps you should be that advocate. Not for the financial compensation, because there isn't going to be any necessarily, although you never know. You could have the greatest referral source ever out there driving an Uber all day, pumping out your business cards. Who knows? But that's not why you're going to do it. You're going to do it for the karmic points. And I 
do know you and you are that kind of human being. So you're probably going to do everything you can to help this guy. And of course, keep an open mind up front and try and get the story from the players involved. But something sounds off with this. I wish you luck with it, and I hope to see an update on it, and I will share that update on a future episode. Thank you for your time.